0: welcome back to the music corner of the 808s i'm nate and today i'm gonna be flying solo here and doing an interview with a very underground artist uh here with me his name is uh james McHenry, and he is a solo project correct
1: yep that's correct
0: yep solo project for the band blind equation say hello to everyone
1: hello what's up guys
0: so first start off with uh what exactly your the genre of music that you perform is
1: I mean, there's a lot of like different um, kind of subgenres you can call it, but I mean, basically it's just Nintendo core, cyber grind, MIDI grind, uh, whatever you want to call it, you know?
0: Right. For the people at home too. Uh, basically, most of the people probably wouldn't even know this genre, but oh, yeah. uh, it's basically kind of a combination of like metal and hardcore and like
1: synth chip tune.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say like synths. You the uses of synth. That has like in a, t- a very Nintendo sound to it, much like you oh, yeah. know a Super Mario game. I guess you could say, like you know, the music of that or anything that's from the Nintendo era. So yeah, that's basically the genre, and it's very interesting too. Like, there's not a lot of bands that do that anymore, especially since like uh you know it just it, it kind of it was a thing, and then like it kind of like went under the radar.
1: You know what I mean? No, yeah, no, absolutely definitely had its moment you know like mid to late 2000s and then after that it was just you know horse band stopped making albums and then everyone else was like okay
0: right exactly (laughs) it's unfortunate too because it's such a unique style and uh and then it kind of like goes along with like my next question here and it's like uh how and when like around when did you form and like how did you get this idea to use this genre into your music
1: so basically Um, Blind Equation started in the summer of 2012, or actually the fall of 2012. Uh, I was like a senior in high school and, uh, I just had started getting into the whole like kind of internet cyber grind scene. Cause like before that, like I didn't have any friends that listened to remotely anything weird, like, um or if they if they knew about it like they would be like yo that's fucking weird like we don't (laughs) like that uh like don't play that around us um
0: right yeah and like but then um
1: (laughs) so yeah i met a few friends of mine that like uh live close by like 30 minutes away and that were in like multiple like cyber grind and like grind core and whatever projects and then like i met like a whole like internet community which i still keep in touch with today you know after i met them i was like okay i kind of have to start something on my own because at the time i was in a like uh metalcore band and uh always like doing like a billion projects at once i was just like okay i'll just write some midi music and uh you know just kind of see where it goes and uh my intention was not like nintendo core at first like it was just like kind of like goofy midi grind mm-hmm. and uh the old stuff is just this sounds like basically just a stock um just the stock um, midi plugins that came with cubase light edition five um and just me like writing like ridiculously unrealistic music with that and me screaming over it and then uh kind of went from there yeah
0: that's awesome i love that <laughs> that that was like uh like one of your first projects was that the uh too weird to live too weird to die that you were working on
1: so actually um so that's the uh first project on my Bandcamp, but uh, i've like three no like two other releases before that, um, that release, uh, the split with I Kill Techno, um, one of the first people who actually like, you know, I met through the cyber grind scene. Um, that one was in like, I think February, 2013, but I released a split with A Beautiful Lotus and Giant Peach in, I want to say January, um, called We're All Alive. It's on, um, the A Beautiful Lotus Bandcamp, but not mine just because gotcha. i haven't gotten around to it and also it's just really old at this point and uh my side kind of sucks and uh <laughs> then um before that was the y2k ep which is literally just um two songs and they're both really bad and uh <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> um, hey you, you live in yeah grow, you know what i mean yeah exactly um if you want to find that, I mean, it's buried in the internet somewhere. But uh, it's like on archive.org somewhere. But um, it's, it's not worth it. Um, <laughs> one of the songs I I wrote like in 2011 actually before Blind Equation was even a thing. No, actually both of those songs were written before Blind Equation was a thing. And then I made Blind Equation, wrote the songs for the um a beautiful lotus split. And then I was like, I want to release something before that, before I you know dive into the split. And I was like, hey, are these two songs sitting on my computer. No. Whatever. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Right. That's fair. Um, how did you come up with the name Blend Equation?
1: So, um at the time I was really good friends with uh Remy Ganwin, who is a part of literally like a billion different projects. Um Giant Peach, James Doesn't Exist, Saint Tan Satanic, Aaron Bo Six Six Six, Kizumono No Hanako, um the Satans, (laughs) um Doom Knobs, Meat Mask. Um, and are these
0: all like the same style, like cyber yeah. grind?
1: Well, not the same style. Like James, um, those exist was just like straight grindcore. Um, the Satan's was like crust punk. Um, okay. Kizumona no Hanako was like Nintendo core, um, and the list goes on. But anyways, um, her um, like one of her first bands ever, Lifeless Addiction, had a song called Blind Equation, and I just named a project after that because I just needed to come up with a name, and I thought that song was really cool. And yeah.
0: <laughs> nice, I love that. Uh, and then, like, it looks like too, like, um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like there was like a big split between like, uh, too weird to live, and then like your blind equation EP. Was there like other things that you'd been working on, or was it kind of just like a whole like period of like being busy?
1: So okay, so, um, with the blind equation EP that actually came out in 2013 um, on Spotify, I oh, fucked okay. up. Oh. I fucked up on Spotify, and uh, I set the year to 2018 because. I was releasing another. I was trying to release something else. I was came that came out in 2018, but that failed, and I accidentally kept the date up, and uh, I can't go back and fix it. So um, it's just kind of up there. Um, but yeah, that one came out May of 2013, and now it's like the last Blind Equation release for a while. Um, but yeah, anyways, before that, it was a long split between that release and Kelzone um, 666, aka We Hate Grindcore, aka Japanese Letters 666. Um, <laughs> There's a lot I, of names. I love right these now.
0: names. These are, like, like, so fucking good. I
1: know. And it all it's all about the same album. And there's different reasons for the different names. Um, but anyways, um, so, where was I? Okay, so, 2013, I released Blind Equation, and then I got distracted by other projects. And, um, I don't know, because, like, at the time, I was writing all the Blind Equation stuff on my laptop. And, like, not even, like, with a mouse with a trackpad. And, like... If you listen to Blind Equation, for anyone who hasn't, like it's just a bunch of like fucking like random notes. Not random notes, but like it just sounds like a fucking like um Game Boy in a blender. And um, I had to like manually enter in each of those notes. Like every single note that you hear in Blind Equation, I had to like manually Oh like I... you
0: didn't like cut and paste. It's all just physically put in. Well, I
1: cut and paste a lot, but usually for those uh like long, like, you know, mush of notes like sometimes i like to just like l- let it go for like a measure or two or like four and i'll do it individually for each instrument sometimes so and that takes a while um but it's worth it um mm-hmm. so um but anyways it just takes a long time and like i was like i think 2013 my metalcore band quake was kind of like starting to play more shows and uh i, would ju- I was about to go into college and um you know, it was just a lot of stuff was going on and um I still played shows with Blind Equation. Um but like at the time, like nobody really liked it. <laughs> like wow. Yeah, no, people fucking hated it. Um like I had one show where like there was like a crowd of like forty people. Um we were opening I was opening for like Sycamore, My Heart to Fear and like a bunch of other metalcore bands, and like I played and then by the time the next band went on, like there was like three people in the crowd. Oh shit! (laughs) yeah and uh nobody like took blind equation seriously at all and like at that point like it was just to the point where like i didn't even take it seriously because other people didn't and like um didn't really push me to um really write for the project at all um although um 2014 i actually started writing for we hate grindcore aka calzone and that was supposed to be split with um jays exist but at that point i had actually another member in blind equation that, um, was going to be on the release, but, uh, they never ended up recording their part. And, uh, I recorded my part, but the vocals were super shitty and I was not happy with the lyrics. And, um, I, uh, so that kind of just didn't happen. And then, uh, James does, um, and, uh, but then in 2018, I kind of had the resurgence basically, um, uh so the reason why blind equation basically long story short the reason why there's an album in 2013 then nothing for five years and then i release um calzone 666 um literally like i made the album and then put it out like the next day i finished it um without any warning and then like people actually like dug in i was like okay but um basically um Remy Galen, who was in all those projects, who was a good friend of mine, uh, passed away, like, um, May of 2018. And, like, I don't know, she was, like, a huge influence on me. And, like, after that happened, like, something in me was just kind of, like, um, just wanted to kind of take whatever messages that I could take from her life and just kind of implant it in mine, if you feel me. Um, right, and, yeah, uh, I get it. Yeah, and, like, she would always, like, just write a shit ton of music, like, just output, like, a billion different projects different, um... Like, literally, like, James Doesn't Exist had, like, 30 albums, and there was one day where she literally wrote, like, five fucking, like, Grindcore albums in one day, and released them the same day. Like, shit was, like, nuts. Yeah, like, I'm not even kidding. And they were good albums, too. That's the thing. Um, But, obviously, I don't think I could ever do that, but, um oh no that split that I never finished with blind equate uh with uh, james not exist um I was like hey I gotta release this at least you know by myself you know and uh the split was supposed to be called calzone and uh so that's why it's called calzone six 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 because you know it's, it was the name of the split that was supposed to be um and uh ever since then like it got a really good reception and I was like Okay, like this is fun, you know. I genuinely like doing this and it's gotten a positive response finally after people have been kind of shitting on this project for years and right. uh yeah, kind of went from there. Um I know it's a lot to take in, but um yeah, Blind Equation uh 2020. Yeah. There
0: you go. <laughs> yeah, and this year too you also released your uh your uh, more recent EP Born to Die, right?
1: That is correct. Uh January 2020.
0: Good stuff. Uh I don't know what is like the lyrical content behind your music if there's any like that has like a lot of like you know meaning to you or like wanting to have meaning to somebody else
1: um so there is absolutely no lyrical content with substance in any of my music written before 2013 or in 2013 uh that was just me screaming bullshit so i was
0: gonna say like just screaming into a mic probably
1: (laughs) pretty much yeah and just saying whatever was on my mind um and not actually writing down lyrics um, because I didn't really, like, I wasn't confident in my vocals. I didn't even, like, I'm more of a guitarist, so, like, I wasn't, like, really a lyricist, and uh, I didn't want to, like, try to be a lyricist, you know? Um, But Mm -hmm. then, obviously, when I wrote the EP in 2018, um, I decided to actually, you know, kind of give a shit about lyrics because, you know... Um, it's actually important. Right, um, right. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So um, a lot of the lyrics are just mostly kind of about me having anxiety and uh hating my life a little bit and uh just like also uh just um fucking douchebags in the scene that like gatekeep Fair. and um make people's lives. Harder because they want to flex on the cool bands that they listen to and the cool shows that they go to. When at it really doesn't give a sh- shit, doesn't mean anything. I don't know. Or at least like one song is about that, um, and then uh, and then like a few other songs are just about uh, not certain people, but like people that have in the past have been toxic to me and other people, and uh, that think that they're always in the right. When they're not, and uh, then that it's okay to kind of let them go and uh, to not put up with their shit if they're, you know, giving you a hard time. Dude, fucking
0: preach that shit to the yeah, exactly. (laughs) I get it. We all know somebody in our lives have definitely been like that. So I mean, And, and that's cool too. To have like that relatable music to like you know relate to.
1: No, absolutely. And like, um, because these are all things that I deal with on a daily basis and uh, that I have dealt with. And um, basically, I just want people to take away from it that, you know, it's cool to let go of people who might have been your friend in the past, but in the present, they are kind of not really doing you any favors and kind of being shitty to you. And uh, it's cool to let go. Do it. Yeah. Honestly,
0: I never thought that a blind equation would be so relatable to even me than it was <laughs> even before. No, thank you. Right. No, seriously. Yeah, that's a big compliment because it's like you nailed it on the head there with that kind of content. I mean, I get that. There's a lot of people in my life, too, that I could say, like, I can live without you now, especially having, like, you know, thought back and was like, you know what? That was really shitty and you didn't feel sorry about that. So, fuck you. I'm moving on.
1: You know what I mean? Exactly. Mostly Imprisoned by You is like the, big, like the big one for that topic, but I have other songs that are like kind of dabble in it, but Imprisoned by You is like the the main kicker for that right.
0: one. Right, that that's your like most recent release too, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, technically, I also released a remix after that. But yeah, the
0: yeah. Dorian Electra remix I see yeah. there. Good stuff. Uh, so do you have any uh, bigger things that you're working on, like a full-length album possibly for Blind Equation? Mm-hmm. Ooh, can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: yeah so um life is pain twenty twenty um so it's <laughs> so um, I've been teasing it like subtly, like through this time, uh but I am releasing a full length thirteen track twenty two minute album called life is pain and um it is easily the best music I've ever written, and oh, yes. it is. <laughs> yes i was like okay. i'm so happy just like be a Two fan. opinion, but like um no it's just like i actually like i just this is like the album that i just spent the most time into and uh i'm still putting in the most time into um it's like almost done like i just got one of my features back um today um so i just gotta mix that and then i gotta mix one more feature fix a few vocals and do some last final touches on the mix and then get the artwork completed because it's pretty much done. I just got to fix a few things with the graphic designer working on it. Um, but um, yeah, no, it's um, just, it's kind of, I don't know. It's like an album, but like it's kind of, even though a lot of the blind equation releases feel like it's one big thing, like this is just one bigger thing right like it all like kind of meshes together yeah, it's yeah it's full length but also like it's it almost feels like just one song even though it's not but it is mm, i see you, you, you I don't know. yeah but like once you listen to the whole thing i feel like you'll understand more but i don't know it's like one of the first like releases that like i've kind of like whatever my vision was like actually like came true and like i've actually like thought about this release a lot and like it's really thought out and um it's not, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. It's one of my favorite things I've ever done. Um, That's yeah.
0: good. Hey, take pride in what you do, man. I'm I'm even yeah. proud of you.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. Yeah, and also, this is my best work as a lyricist and a vocalist, because up until this point, I never really, like, considered myself one. But, I don't know, this release, I kind of just went all out on it. And even though I'm still not perfect, like, I'm just trying to be better at that, because I've been a guitarist for most of my career, as a musician so it's me kind of trying something new and actually trying to like be better and yeah that's cool
0: good stuff and uh is it gonna have because i noticed too with uh some of your like uh past album covers at least uh mm-hmm. born to die especially it's got that very nostalgic feel to it when you look at the cover with that whole like windows 98 background kind of look you know what i mean yeah is that like yeah is, that, is that gonna definitely play uh is that gonna was that what the album cover will sort of be like for this one?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely kind of like that, but it's going to be a l- little bit a lot different than, like, the past covers, uh, mostly because, one, I have uh, someone else working on it. Um, mm. Angelgasm on Instagram is working on it, one good, one good friend of mine. Uh, he actually did the uh, logo from Blind Equation. Oh, cool. Um yeah, so the guy behind the logo is doing the album artwork for this one because I just felt like you know it fit, and also I just loved um, their work and um, like yeah, I just think it looks really dope and um, it's different, but also like it's it looks like a blind equation album artwork, but it's uh, someone else doing it except for besides me because I've done all the artwork before that, so yeah. Hmm.
0: Good stuff. Uh, before I move on to, like, some of your influences, I just have to ask, like, even just for me personally, uh, you know, a lot of artists have, like, you know, interesting t- – well, I should say artists in, like, the genre of yours that have, like, an interesting, like, names to their songs and all. But I have mm-hmm. to say the one that sticks out to me the most has to be the This Is Last Resort" by Papa Roach the band Haha. Ha, yes. Because that is a fantastic title. And I've just Thanks. been wondering ever since I've heard and seen that. Is there like any sort of reason that's why it's called or is it just for shits and giggles?
1: So uh the reason is one, the official name of the song is actually Papa underscore roach underscore dash underscore last underscore resort um dot mp three. No no underscore demo dot mp three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> as it appears on the bandcamp version. Um but basically Uh, The reasoning behind that is because I saw a meme. Well, not a meme, but a photo that Papa Roach shared where it was um, the singer, you know, and it had a monster energy can in his hand or some shit like that. And it was just like, what Papa Roach song do you want to... Do you listen to while slamming a monster and banging your head or something like that? (laughs) And I responded to it with that song title, like, Papa... Underscore Roach, you know pop Roach last resort demo dot mp3, you know, right as if it was, you know a file and I Just thought that was way funnier in my head than anyone else thought but I just made it into the song title because um, in the bank band camp version um, I sample a YouTuber talking about Papa Roach and I just felt like it fit that and then so <laughs> with Spotify the reason why the album is called we hate grindcore is because I tried to upload it three times, to- no, four times on Spotify, that same album. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've had to chain- adjust the album, like the songs, the artwork, the titles of the songs, the titles of the songs of the album, like multiple times, because Spotify just kept, or DistroKid kept on rejecting it. So um, eventually the, the only thing it took was We Hate Grindcore, because like, DistroKid wouldn't let me call it pop roach last resort demo dot mp3 because of its rules or whatever and um and it wouldn't let me put japanese letters in it because if i did that then it would have to uh be like it could only do that if it was distributed from japan or something i don't know something dumb like that and then um oh, that's so weird yeah and also it wouldn't let me upload 13 second songs which the album has two of and um because it has to be at least like 30 seconds for me to upload it because I guess it's technically cheating if I if it's a Spotify stream or whatever, some something stupid like that. But um, so I had to combine songs into each other. So the album is actually eight tracks, but we hate grindcore is six tracks because I combined songs together because they were too short. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we hate grindcore. I called it that because District Kid hates grindcore because it won't let me upload <laughs> songs uh. that are up thirty seconds. Yeah that's clever so, i like that yeah. it's also
0: a different album cover too because the original one's like a playstation one looking thing right
1: yeah well it's the same exact album artwork but different color and i took out the, the playstation because of copyright issues and i took oh. out the m rating because of copyright issues and uh yeah Damn. and i put and i included the meme we hate grindcore because i thought it was funny right yeah
0: and it makes sense with distro Kid and also yeah <laughs>
1: yeah they hate grindcore so yeah that's why it's called that um Yeah.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, So, yeah, there you have it. So let's move on to your influences then. As an artist like yourself, what would you say are some of your top influences for your music?
1: Um, For Blind Equation, at least, because I have like a billion different influences for a bunch of the different projects that I'm currently in and whatnot. But uh, for Blind Equation, definitely. um, I Am Air slash Monomate. Hugest influence. Like I discovered... I am air like when i was 14 and that was my even though i knew of horse band before that like i never li- like nobody showed me the mechanical hand or R. Bor- borlax like i was listening to desperate living and um the f- the other album and like uh, <laughs> uh oh wow um and like those are great horse band records but like our Borlax and Mechanical Hand are like easily my favorite, but I didn't know they would be my favorite because I didn't bother to check them out. But, anyways, so, but I Am Air was like my first introduction to really enjoying Nintendo Core and me actually diving into the genre. And uh, also, that album just still holds up super well. So does Grand Battle, um, just two of my favorites of all time. Um, those huge influence uh, Ion Dissonance, just because of the fucking chaos of their music. Um, insane band. Um, a lot of Toho soundtracks are huge influence, uh, just cause I just love the melody in those soundtracks. Um, what else? Um, I, I mean, yeah, just uh, other Nintendo core bands are huge influence. Uh, I was say, it, seems, it seems to be those
0: are like your biggest influences out of anything.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can just, Yeah. That's pretty much it.
0: (laughs) Good stuff, though. I mean, yeah. Honestly, I have I mean, to be fair, I haven't heard of most of these bands because I'm sure, like, they're just pretty underground as is, right?
1: I mean, to an extent. I mean, I On hasn't really been that active um, recently, but, like, in, like, the er early, mid-2000s, like, they're just, like, a chaotic, like, mathcore band. Right. Uh, Yeah. And then, like, I Am Air hasn't released an album since 2010 and Hates Everybody who is a fan of I and yeah. <laughs> and then, um, uh, horse of Band. I mean, I actually got to see them for the very first time. I flew out to Portland to see them, uh, at the end of December. Cause they did a three day run, like after not playing a show in like two years. And I was like, Holy shit, this is like, might be my only chance to see them. And I went out to see them. It was fucking beautiful, but they haven't released music since 2010. So I mean, although they did release like one single, um, before that show and it was beautiful. Um, yeah
0: nice good stuff um so my next question here uh is basically like what do you ever encounter any struggles with writing or even performing music
1: oh absolutely um obviously the struggles with writing music um sometimes it could be lyrical content because like i'm not really a lyricist and uh sometimes it's kind of hard to think of things that like, I have ideas in my head, but I just don't know how to get them across, you know, on paper. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I really write my lyrics on my iPhone notes, but... Um, <laughs> right. No, I, I've,
0: I've done that, too. Like, just on my, like, note things on my phone,
1: just leave it there. Why not? It'll be there to, like, go back to if you need to edit it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so good. Um, but, so, yeah, that's a struggle. Um, also, just sometimes... Inspiration. Um, I'm really guilty of just getting like mad writer's block sometimes, or just me like hating everything that I start writing and then I just never finish it. Um, that just goes for any of my projects. Um, and, um, also just like finding the time because, like, writing blind equation, like, it's fun, but it's also like not fun because I'm just like clicking notes and just, you know, making them sound cool because I don't really like play a keyboard or anything. I just like program all the notes and, um, like, it's convenient because I can, like, I have literally, like, complete freedom of what I want to write. So I don't have to worry about it having to be playable live because um, live, I just have a fucking backtrack. And uh, they, I, I just have to scream over it. That's it. Um, right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I can literally, like, write the most impossible shit and it doesn't matter. So that's a lot of fun. But obviously the struggle is just actually doing it. Um, then for playing live, um, definitely because I don't scream properly and uh, it hurts oh, my vocal cords. Right. It, and uh, I don't have that much stamina because I'm used to playing guitar and I'm not really trained that well as a vocalist. Um, so, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm working on getting better at that. Um, although recently on Imprisoned by You and also the full length, I've changed, I've also switched over my vocal style completely. I used to do like pretty much only fry screams now i do like 90 percent false chord which is like what i used to like never do so oh, okay yeah so like you hear it a lot more in you in and also like double track myself which like i never do either but i did and um i think it sounds really cool on there and it also sounds really cool on the album i think and I also used a way shittier mic on the new album than i did on born to die because i thought it sounded better on the okay, shittier mic right and it sounded more raw and, and I, I was
0: going to say, honestly, even like with <laughs> shittier mics, it like adds like that cool, at least to me, like an artistic yeah. value to like how Exa- it sounds.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because like I did, like when I first started like the first song on this new album, Life's Pain, Life is Pain, I was just like, this sounds like shit. And it was like on the mic I'm using right now, like this SM7B, like, you know, my fucking, you know, high tier, high tier mic. And then I recorded on my shitty condenser mic that I've had since I was 15 and then I was like, yeah, I like this a lot more. I'm just going to use this for the entire album, and that's what I did, yeah. Good
0: stuff, yeah. Honestly, and, like, it it sounds. if it sounds good, too, why not? I feel like also uh, for a genre like yours, too, it's kind of best (laughs) to have that in order to keep it, like, sound, you know, consistent.
1: Exactly, and, like, plus, like, I just felt like while all the instruments are, like, pretty clean and precise, like, it adds, it, you know helps add to the rawness and the roughness of the music to have, you know, some rough vocals and roughly recorded vocals, and yeah.
0: Good stuff. Uh, so yeah, there you have it. Um, <laughs> with uh, In terms of touring and all, uh, did you have anything planned prior to COVID this year at all, or was it going to be just like some local shows for yourself?
1: Um, So I had a few, like, local shows planned. I didn't have really any tours planned for Blind Equation. I had a few, like banger tours lined up for like my other band that i play guitar for portals um like we were supposed to tour with like
0: whoa hold on you play in portals
1: (laughs) yeah i play guitar in portals dude
0: i fuck with portals i had no clue that's awesome no way (laughs) yeah yeah no yeah i had your guys's uh ep i forget the name of it at the moment but i had like you know the like sphere thing in the middle or something like that oh the empty yes yes i yeah i I owned that at one point no i I was like oh yeah this is solid shit but yeah that's so cool i had no clue that you did that are you (laughs) gonna be torn with uh them as well coming up soon
1: i mean obviously not really because of the pandemic (laughs) well right uh, post pandemic uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully, like we want to tour like a lot. We're like, we're, we're. I'm also, I'm also finishing an album for Portals as well, um, and uh or we are because we're all writing it. uh But I'm, um, I just need to track my guitars because you know. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, we we had some like solid ass tours like with some like bigger names, and then like finally we're like fuck yeah, finally, and then like COVID hit, and we're like. Hopefully it doesn't cancel these tours and it's like all canceled and all right, like Everything sick.
0: is gone. You're like,
1: "Oh." Yeah. And we're just like, "Fuck." Like the one <laughs> the one dope tour opportunity we get, you know. Yeah. A, a worldwide pandemic. But it's fine. It's cool. Like we're just we're just surviving. But anyways, for Blind Equation, um yeah, no nothing planned at the moment. Um nothing was planned, um but definitely post pandemic, I definitely want to tour with Blind Equation just because I feel like I can, and also because it would be a lot of fun, and also it would be super inexpensive, because it's just me, and yeah.
0: Right, yeah. I was going to say, are you going to even have any, like, touring members with you, just to, like, you know, do some of it, or is it all, like, on your computer kind of thing?
1: It's literally all my on my computer. Um, in fact, like, I just use my iPhone, usually, for my sets, but I'm thinking about, like, expanding my you know, live set in the future and, like, adding maybe lights or, like, just, like, some extra effects to kind of add to the performance. Um, I'm just still trying to figure that out because, like, obviously I'm a guitarist, so I just know guitar stuff. As far as, like, electronic music, it's just, like, I'm still somewhat new, so I'm still figuring stuff out, but yeah.
0: Right, for sure. Uh, Have you ever – so for the shows that you have performed, like, I assume you've performed, like, a good amount of shows even with – yeah.
1: Like and i played like in like, alone. yeah, with my band and also Blind Equation. Blind Equation has played like in other states too, but never like an actual like tour. But yeah. Right.
0: So, have you ever had any interesting moments or whatever, like either good or bad, that happened while you're on tour that you could think of?
1: Oh yeah. Um. So. I'm trying to think. It could be with in- either band too. Okay. Cool. Um. Fuck. Interesting uh good or bad um hmm there's like a lot like in after like not playing a show in like so long like i just it's just like huh what are right. shows again <laughs> uh, what are shows what is band right yeah um <laughs> there was there was one show that um there was Oh, one show that um, Blind Equation played in Arkansas because I was on tour with another band and all the locals dropped. So Blind Equation played. So Blind Equation played and dope set, you know, then I played with the other band that I filled in. And then um, it was a house show in Arkansas and it was really dope. This was like four or five years ago or something. And um then um, the guy who had the money, like, for the show, because he, he just had it in a bowl, he was just collecting donations or whatever, and uh, he left it in his truck. And uh, he locked the keys inside. Oh. And And uh, they're like, fuck, what do we do? We don't want to, like, pay, you know, $150 just to open the truck, you know? And at one point, one of them, one, one person, like, grabs a hammer, and they're just... <laughs> And... I even have like a video of them just like analyzing where to hit on the window to like smash it completely in one blow and shit. It's just ridiculous. And they even hit it like once and it didn't shatter and then it ended up in the guy's pocket the entire time.
0: Oh my god. So <laughs> like but it... It,
1: it doesn't even end it doesn't even end there. Oh. Yeah, so we got the money. We're at a gas station with the band I was touring with and um the other two dudes uh, go to the gas station to pay for gas with the money that we got. And I was chilling in the van with the other dude. And uh, apparently, one, the, there was someone put in a donation bar a fake $10 bill. And uh, they tried giving it to the gas clerk. And the cl- clerk was like, yo, I'm like calling the police. <laughs> and uh, we're. Yeah. And like, they were just like questioned for like a fucking hour. And like. Oh my God. Yeah. And it was really bad. But um, sure. then. <laughs> It was really scary because like we almost like got arrested, but um, no, we're we're all good now though. That's oh. good.
0: How does that, how did that even happen? Did you even figure out how that like came about?
1: Um, I guess someone who was at the show just put a fake out te- uh, a uh, counterfeit ten dollar bill in the donation bar instead of putting an actual ten dollar bill in the donation bar. Um, and everyone was just like, yeah, if you put that counterfeit $10 bill, you're kind of, you're kind of shitty.
0: <laughs> you're kind of a piece of shit. No kidding. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, oh God. yeah.
0: I can only imagine the stress that you guys were under on that moment.
1: Oh my God. i thankfully like, I didn't have to talk to, uh, to, to 12 at all, but, um, the other guys <laughs> did and they were like sweating cause like they had just like smoked drugs beforehand. Oh and- no. <laughs> yeah, I'm straight edge, so, like, I didn't have anything to worry about, but, like, um, oh, cool. yeah, <laughs> it was a good time, though,
0: Right, good stuff.
1: <laughs> that, that tour, not, not that exact moment, right, I'm sure the moment you're like, uh, I don't want
0: to be on this fucking tour anymore, but, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, it was a good time, cool, uh, what would you say, what would you say then, too, would be, like, the best show you've played, or at least one of the best shows you've ever played?
1: Um, definitely the best show that Blind Equation has ever played was actually a year ago around the state, uh, probably, um, in Louisville, Kentucky. I played a one-off with, uh, just cause I, one, wanted to go to the show anyways. And two, because it was just, uh, one band dropped and like, I just asked if I could play and they're like, yeah. And then, uh, it was with the hers collective, um, Nash transgression um, and, like, a, a few other um Louisville locals, and, um, it was at Spinelli's Pizza, and, uh, Ooh. it was, it was fucking awesome. Like, it was my first time and only time ever going to Spinelli's, because I think it closed down, at least temporarily, I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but, um... It sounds like I a small know, venue, even, too. Yeah, it was super small, like, and apparently, like, Knock Loose has played there, like, like, several times, too. Oh, no Which shit. is, like, insane, yeah. Um... <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. That show was just, like, a lot of fun. Just super good vibes. Everyone there was super cool. Um, just, and it was, like, packed. And, like, just, it was just wholesome. And people actually, like, fucked with my set and didn't think it was, like, weird. And, yeah, it was cool.
0: Was this around the time, oh, because you you said this was last year, so, like, people weren't, weren't, like, giving you shit like they were kind of, like, beforehand. Oh,
1: Oh, yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't a, uh, 20 fourteen Blind Equation show. Right. Um, there's there's videos of those shows on there and you can just see everyone like not taking it seriously and myself not taking it seriously. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: I get that. So uh what would you say then would be your best show with portals?
1: Uh probably either um a show probably one of the best shows we played was probably like a show that we played two days before that um Blind Equation no no that, that one okay. Not that one, but um, probably one we played recently before quarantine. Um, it was like in January with uh, Shadow of Intent, Signs of the Swarm, and oh, uh, In Inferi- Theory. Yeah, 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 yeah. And- yeah. Um, we opened that package and it was like sold out in Chicago and like people actually vibed with our set. And uh, I don't know, that was just like a really cathartic feeling. And also because like every show we played before that, we had at least some technical issue. And, like, it was really frustrating because we were just like, damn, this is a bummer. Like, 2020 is going to be bad. And then we play that show, and we're like, hell yeah, that was awesome. You know, 2020 is shaping up, you know. Then, pandemic. So, yeah, yeah,
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big fucking <laughs> yeah. shame.
1: I was going to say, that, oh, like, yeah, that I,
0: was... I was at that uh, that tour that played in Cleveland all with, like, Brand of Sacrifice, Shadow of a Tent, and
1: Furry. Like, that was a hell of a tour anyway, you know? Oh, absolutely. Like, that tour, like, was insane. Yeah. Um. Good stuff. Fuck yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Good stuff. Well, all right. Well, honestly, I'm towards the end here with my questions and all. Uh, did you have any other remarks you'd like to make before we uh, get to, like, some album recommendations?
1: Yeah. Um. Not really. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like in 2020. And also, I'm releasing a music video Friday. Um, yes. Like, it might be already uh, out by the time people listen to this. Might not, but yeah, Imprisoned by You Music Video recorded on my laptop webcam in um, 240 pixels. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> 240p um, all day. And yeah, that'll, that should be out.
0: Here you go. Yeah, Friday, August 21st for whenever I upload this. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be the yeah. date. Awesome. So... Uh, what we usually like to do then towards the end of, like, any episode at all, whether it's, like, our review episode or interviews, is we do, like, an album recommendation or even, like, a band recommendation that you think that the uh, the viewers should listen to or check out. So... Yes. Uh, if you have one right away, you can be the first one to give one if you'd like.
1: Sure. Are we just, like, switching off here, or... Like,
0: it's just one album. Like, you just give one album or band. You say why you like it, and yeah, then
1: I'll do mine. Okay, so first shout out zombie shark obviously because zombie shark is the best nintendo <laughs> core group and uh they just released theme. their first
0: off vinyl sets too didn't they for the reason yeah
1: game. yeah and absolutely crushed it on that because Corey was like worried like oh there's not gonna sell and then sold out in like 30 minutes and, like <laughs> oh dear people are gonna buy that yeah <laughs> right um yeah um but obviously yeah, i need i had to give a shout out to Corey, but um so, album recommendation that I think everybody here should listen to. Um, mm, let me think. I would say probably. Um... Okay, you, everyone here, listen to the album "Grave Chimera" by Strawberry Hospital, if you haven't already. Strawberry Hospital.
0: I'll even have to check that one out. What kind of what genre are they?
1: Okay, so it's confusing. But it, like, works. Like, it's... uh, To my understanding, they're, like, a solo project. But um, basically, it's, like, a mix of, like, kind of, like, 2008, like, scene core. Kind of, like, you know, like, Breathe Carolina, Attack Attack, you know, stuff like that. But, like, mixed with, like, I don't know, like, kind of, like, a a Sky Eats airplane. But also mixed with, like, Black A's, like, Death Heaven and shit like that. Like, it's, like yeah i know like it's like a mix of like you know scene core but like also like emo and kind of like black gaze yeah it's a really cool blend that i've never seen before i bet the black
0: metal heads would just shit on that oh yeah
1: <laughs> yeah no absolutely um which is why i love it because right fuck that. <laughs> exactly um yeah no it's a fucking phenomenal ep and i've been just listening to it non-stop and uh it's super underrated um it came out in like 2018 but like still right i see um, that they also
0: came out with a new one too this year
1: yeah that one's really good too but um it's amazing it's beautiful i love it but i've just been listening to grave chimera more for sure um, i gotta yeah.
0: check that one out too good stuff absolutely
1: yeah
0: how uh, about you so for me uh since you brought it up and all and i've never even said on on here uh we'll just do someday came suddenly attack attack i mean yes that is the iconic album of the it whole is. Crabcore scene era of the mid-2000s. Uh, Austin Carlyle's first uh, bigger acts, I guess you could say. And same with uh, Caleb Shomo from Beartooth. Yeah. Uh, yes, you can't – literally, you can't go wrong with Stick Stickly. I oh, mean, not at all. That song is so fucking good. It's so good. With the, and the music video, too, just oh yeah. the pure cringe. But, like, it's the good cringe, you know? You're like, yeah. oh, yes. exactly i think what i love most about like not even the music video but like just like that time of attack attack is the fact that they had like austin had left already to do of mice and men oh yeah and they had that one replacement guy who did like i don't know maybe like a warp tour with them and then they were like all right and then he like left or they kicked him out but like there's that live video of them doing stick stickly and like his screams in the beginning were so awful and sounded nothing have you ever seen this video i have not oh my god honestly i'm gonna even just gonna like link it to you here in the chat yeah, but please. like yeah. it's yeah. it's awful because then really what true. they do then is that um oh my god his his name is escaping me at the moment uh he's he does bill murray um oh yeah um johnny frank johnny frank right? yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 he fucking they had his voice auto-tuned it sounded like Live with the microphone, and everything about that was awful, but it was just a beautiful mess. Okay, here, like, here, I just found it now. Like, after the oh, Jesus, uh, right after the episode, here, like, I'll have you check it out, but like, it's yeah, it's incredible, it's that, pure cringe, but it's good cringe.
1: That sounds right up my alley because oh, I lady, love if you look at like,
0: that kind of shit, you're gonna love it. Like, yeah, there okay. you go for, for after the episode, but yeah. anyway, uh, yeah, so that's mine. Someday came suddenly attack attack check it out and yeah that's gonna be the end of this episode uh james thank you so much for being a part of this i really appreciate it and i'm glad you had the time to do it
1: of course yeah no thank you so much for having me this was a blast and uh yeah no absolutely and thanks for everyone listening and uh appreciate you all and appreciate you for having me this is really awesome Yeah. yeah
0: of course everyone look out too for his new album coming out uh later this year you said
1: uh hopefully i mean it's i don't see why it wouldn't but uh yeah life is pain 2020
0: check it out it'll be out soon but yeah thank you guys for listening in this has been the music corner riffs to 808s and we are signing off